Hi, this is Steve Nellick from Cheap Astronomy. 11100 cheapastro.com. And this is episode 100. Meanwhile, in Cheap Astronomy's secret underground headquarters. Well, I'd like to call together the Cheap Astronomy Editorial Committee. And we have quite a monumental task before us. Is it that bloody podcast again? That stupid podcast. Please kill me. Well, in fact, the 100th podcast. And uh, I was thinking maybe we need to do something a bit special, you know? Well, it could start with some of the more amusing ways the www.cheapastro.com introduction has been made. Oh, aye, and what did you have in mind then, laddie? Just one moment, please. Starts here. Yada yada You know, you can just type the words cheap astronomy into a search engine and click on the link that comes up. I mean, who the heck types in domain names these days? www.cheapastro.com Whoa, 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 cheapastro.com www.cheapastro.com She's right, you know. There really is a dot after the W's. www.cheapastro.com Dot Why, 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 cheapastro.com www.cheapastro.com www.cheapastro.com Extract tense here. That was not funny at all. Uh, is, is that it then? And just in case you're expecting some astronomy in this episode, Voyager 1, travelling at 17 kilometers a second relative to the Sun, officially reached a distance of 100 astronomical units on the 17th of August 2006. And today, in 2010, it's now about 115 astronomical units away, which is at the outer edge of the heliosheath, which is pretty much the outer edge of the solar system. Voyager 2, which is travelling at 15.5 kilometres a second, is still only at 94 astronomical units. This makes Voyager 1 16 light hours away, while Voyager 2 is only 13. Incidentally, 100 light hours is 108 billion kilometres, but really this is just about 4 light days. A light year is more like 9.5 trillion kilometres, and Voyager 1 will cover that distance in just under 18,000 years from now. Well, can I ask for some more ideas? We're looking to fill out the 100th special episode, okay? Uh, perhaps we should be asking the podcaster himself. What, us, Steve Nerlick? Well, I suppose. Hello? So, Steve, look, a big congratulations for your 100th episode. I think it's just fabulous. Thank you very much. And can we ask, you know, if you're going to do something special for this 100th episode, what would it be? 
While I think it's important to acknowledge the guests that have contributed to some of the episodes. So, there was Pamela Gay. What was that, Dr. Pamela Gay, Steve? Indeed. Then Dwayne Harmaker, a PhD candidate at Macquarie University. My dad, Emeritus Professor Graham Nerlick, who's a bit of a whiz at relativity theory. Iran Segev, President of the Australian Skeptics and the Skeptic Zone podcast. The Ordinary Guy from the Brains Matter podcast. Nancy Atkinson from Universe Today and the 365 Days podcast. And in the background of all that, Vernon Whetstone just keeps on delivering the weekly What's Up report on the website. And just breaking into all this self-indulgent grandstanding, to note that an expensive-looking website reports that Amiga Centauri has 100,000 stars within the core of this giant globular cluster. Although what exactly core means in this context is not made clear. Wikipedia states that the whole cluster contains several million stars and is probably the ancient remains of a dwarf galaxy that was eaten by the Milky Way at some time in its early history. If you search for cheap astronomy in Wikipedia, you won't really find anything. But we do get cited as a Wikipedia reference at the end of a Wikipedia article on the Negei Pico satellite which we mentioned in Cheap Astronomy episode 71, A Multiple Payload. So hey, we get referenced as an expert source material. Well, very good, Steve. Very inspiring. The stats. What's that? Get him to talk about the stats. And dear, how are the stats looking, Steve? Well, it's always a bit hard to know which stats to look at. Where I've said before that we had 200 listeners, that's the subscriber count from the podcast feed. So it's now around 275. And I seem to be big in the Czech Republic at the moment. So, Dobri Den to all you folks. And in fact, each week there's well over 1,000 downloads now, because some people are downloading more than just one. The overall download count is now over 50,000. So, with 100 podcasts, that's an average of 500 downloads each. Oh, that's smushing! So, uh, we may be celebrating you cracking that one million download in there. Uh, assuming a constant growth scenario, that will take place in approximately 9.5 years. Hey, well, I'm sure that time will pass before you know it. Anyway, good to talk to you, Steve. And well done again, laddie. Okay, bye. Going on a bit, isn't it? Thomas Henry Espinal Compton Espen known as THEC to his friends, discovered the Nova Lacerti 100 years ago on the 30th of December 1910. A nova, which means new star, is a bit of a misnomer since it is in fact a white dwarf in the process of drawing off material from a binary companion such that when this hydrogen and helium material is compressed on the white dwarf's surface, and heats up to a temperature of 20 million Kelvin, it undergoes fusion, suddenly and violently, releasing an outburst of light that may be visible in the optical spectrum for 25 to 80 days. A white dwarf in a binary or a multiple star system may, if conditions are right, give off nova flares periodically as it continues to steal material from a neighbouring star. For example, the star RS Ophiuchi, 
has been observed to undergo six nova events between 1898 and 2006, which is sort of almost 100 years. A nova event doesn't blow off that much mass, so potentially a white dwarf can work through a series of nova events until its mass reaches 1.4 solar masses, and before you can say Chandra's Sekar limit, it then explodes as a Type 1a supernova, obliterating the whole star. Well, I'm still thinking we need a bit more material. You know, to make up a special episode podcast, where we may find some rather amusing excerpts from some of the podcasts themselves. Oh, really? Uh, could you have a go at that then, laddie? Strange things are happening to our spacecraft. Well, apparently. It's like life, really. First you have spirit, then you have opportunity, and then comes curiosity. And look, as long as everyone's comfortable talking about the Oort cloud, okay, maybe they won't be rolling around on the floor laughing at the sheer genius of it. Or, to put it another way... I do this great thing with cheese and Vegemite. This diversity of bounciness... I'm with stupid. Uh, we can just edit that out, can't we? Oh, yes. Uh, okay, I'll, I'll be in my trailer. There's a reason why this isn't here. Stay tuned. The only flown Mercury astronaut not to have a Thunderbirds puppet named after him. But... Sir, step away from the podcast. I think I'll just leave it there. I'm an Australian. No, really? That's here. Are we supposed to laugh now? So, uh, how much content do you think we've got now? Uh, approximately five minutes. Well, I suppose we could just paste in a bit of random astronomy content, pad it all out with some background music, and add some fancy editing in for some real polish, you know. And then I think we've got a right cracking 100th episode. So what sort of production budget have we got for this one? Excuse me? The budget, laddie, for the special 100th episode. Oh, I see. I suppose I should have guessed, really. I see. have we been recording the meeting so far? I'm afraid so. Well, that's the trick, don't you see? You have us talking through all this stuff. That makes it kind of special. Oh, an excellent suggestion. Can I go home now? Well, certainly. And well done, everyone. A most successful outcome. I think I'll call the wee meeting closed, then. Thanks for listening. This is Steve Nerlich from Cheap Astronomy, www.cheapastro.com. Cheap Astronomy offers an educational website with 100 episodes and a couple of extras on top, but who's counting? No ads, no profit, just good science. Bye.